feeling stuck sucks. It's disempowering. We feel isolated. And we may make decisions that don't serve us or our loved ones. Your coaches, Lada and Ryan, are here to help. Together, yes, that includes you. Let's get unstuck. This is the Fitwall Fusion Podcast. Hi, welcome to another episode of Fitball Fusion with Lotta. Today I have a guest. It's Megan. And Megan Jones is an INN certified holistic health coach and also a personal trainer. So really similar to what Ryan and I am doing. So it's really cool to hear what you have to say, how you might have similar approaches or different. Megan, welcome. Thank you so much for coming. I'm so happy to be here with you. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks. I just said those two, um, you know, your work titles. Anything else you would like to add to that for now? It's, it's always a bit awkward to introducing people that way. No, absolutely. I mean, I can add a little bit and then we can talk and I guess probably more will come out. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a certified holistic, like integrative nutrition health coach and personal trainer. I believe that it's all connected, all of it, what we eat how we exercise, if we exercise, if we don't exercise, our relationships, how our work feels to us, everything. I think it's all integrated. I believe it's all connected. And, and um, it's always fun to find, find like minds who do similar and different things, right? It's fun to talk about it because then we can just be nerds. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and also hearing what somebody else has to share that's, um, yeah, similar or different. Exactly. Exactly. No, for sure. So um, what came first? How did you come about becoming a um, holistic uh, life coach, a personal trainer? Which was the first one? Um, well, I've, I, I've always been that girl who was like the exercise person. People would be like, are you, you know, I'm bored with my abs, even if, you know, when I wasn't certified, right? What should I do at the gym? as a teenager, 20 something, right? Same thing with health coaching. I mean, I've always been sort of, I mean, I ran with the fads, which were terrible for my body and wreaked habit, but I learned from all of them, right? Fat free in the eighties and all the no carbs and the no this and eating the crap and right. So I rode those waves and then I don't know, probably 15 ish years ago, I certified as a personal trainer and um, it's so fun. That's so fun. And I always wanted to certify in nutrition. And I think I said it out loud for probably five or six years. And I looked up different schools and saw that IIN, you know, resonated with me a lot. And I signed up for them to start like in the early fall of 2019, right? Starting to learn and starting to learn. And then the planet shut down. And I thought, wow, this is in my benefit. <laughs> so I really dug into school. I hired a business coach. And um, so personal training happened first just because it happened first. But then this happened and it's, I didn't even, it's so funny because I didn't even know what health coaching was. I thought I was going to attend the Integrative uh, in Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which is IIN, right? But then in their orientation, they're like talking about health coaching. And I'm like, hmm, what is that? And I was like, oh my God, that's me. That's like what I are. It totally resonates with me. That's what I already do. So then I learned so much and got so much validation. And it was such a good program for me. So that's a little bit of 
how I got to where I am, I guess. First personal training and then I am. It's so funny that you say that because first you're like, oh, I just want nutrition. And then you're like, wow, there's so much more to this. There's this whole world of holistic health. And as a holistic lifestyle coach, you can really look at everything there. It's well, there's so yeah, much option. So much option. And it's already like a lot of what I believe and work with. I mean, I've been mentoring with a shaman for close to 12 years and I never held anything separate, but you walk around with everything separate. Right. And then health coaching and certifying and health coaching like allows you to tie it all in because it's all tied in. Right. So it's, there's so much out there. It's just, uh, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I know. And what I see a lot is like, I see things very similar to what I do yet completely different, but just like the concept is very similar And I love that there's this huge variety for people because since in its essence, it's so similar, people can be like, well, I'm doing this. And somebody else like, well, I'm doing that. And then, you know, down the road, they're like, well, wasn't so separate after all what we did here. Right. But, but they just needed each their, their little entrance to it, right? Right. They just, needed their own pathway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's that's so cool. Um, I just... I, uh, I actually did it the other way around and I found it harder to start with life coaching. And I, I think personal training as in just like to start with that is much easier because you can work on that physical level and people start to really trust you. And then once you have that trust and they're like, wow, there's more. So how can we go deeper? So it's just funny that you went the other way around. Yeah. Well, and on the flip side though, There are people who will come to me for, you know, to clean up their eating and everything that actually I, I was going to say there's a couple, but there's like three or four that come to my mind that were or held a very adverse feeling towards any physical activity, <laughs> you know, so to, to be able to support them finding some sort of movement, it doesn't matter if it's walking, running water aerobics for one of them, you know different things right that actually then they felt the shift with everything it's it's funny to come at it from different people who have always have always exercised or play with food but didn't tie it together energetically and then people who only focus on food and just don't want to exercise and then we're like oh I I do like this piece <laughs> you know it's I think like you said everybody comes at it from a different angle or a different little starting point and it all ends up lining up <laughs> and also you need it needs to be the right time yeah. certain things you might have come across way earlier and then years and years you're like oh I heard this before well it didn't it didn't bear fruits or it just didn't set with you well and it's so it's, um, it's true with the because like it, it it is absolutely timing and you have to be ready for it and it's going to be ultimately ultimately divine timing even if you you people say oh i wish i'd started that 20 years ago or i wish i started that when i was 18 or i wish i you know but and yeah i mean yes but that's not where you were right like you said it has to be the right time and and it might not resonate you might read something and and not remember it for three years and then say wow i see how that would benefit me now it's absolutely whenever we're ready right there's that cliche when the student is ready the teacher appears and it's happened to me a million times you know so I 
that's a quote that Ryan likes to say as well. It's uh, it's a really nice one. I also read that you focus, I mean, correct me if I read that wrong. You focus a lot on mindset. Yeah, well, and and mindfulness. And it's so, every language, right? Translated, I, I, it, I'm sure some languages, maybe some of the ancient ones say it differently, but mindfulness and mindset is so much not about our mind. It's so much like coming out of our mind and connecting into ourselves, right? To pull in to all the things. But I focus a ton on that because it's everything. You know, it's everything. It's how, you know, if we mindlessly eat, then, I mean, how often how we do one thing is how we do everything, right? We might like mindlessly shove something in our face and mindlessly herd our child out the door into the car and mindlessly drive down the street and get angry at that guy. And then, you know, I mean, it's, it's interesting how it will infiltrate again everywhere. So I, and shifting the mindset around beliefs and limiting beliefs and, and being able to gently, gently shift out of those, right? Um, instead of what most of us do is beating ourselves up for having them and them being in the way and then they perpetuate themselves. Right. So yeah, I focus, I mean, because it's everything being aware, being conscious, being mindful, being tuned in particularly to yourself first, because that's where you live and then to everything else in the world and other people. And yeah, yes, I do. (laughs) No, it's amazing. Um, I because the more I talk to people and the last couple interviews, I was like, this is all just mindset. It really doesn't matter what we do. It's all about we, it all comes down to the mind. That's why since you said that on your description, I was like, yeah, we'll we'll dig into that because it's just the story that well, not story, the theme that just comes up all the time for me. How would you say you see, like if somebody is really stuck in their mind, for one, how do you see that? What is the, like, what are the signs maybe? So to, to tell somebody, well, if you may be seeing something similar to this, you might be stuck in your mind or having some mindset issues or um, like, how do you see that in a person? And then you're like, okay, I need to extra focus on working with the mind before we work with the body or with the eating or with everything else because you have to start here does that make sense (laughs) no it does make sense and that's an interesting question because it's so individualized so that's actually a great question and a loaded question (laughs) i know (laughs) you know right does that make sense because i actually like that question but it's humongous like that could be like a theme of your year of episodes, right? But it's it's very, in my opinion, in my opinion, it's very individualized. And it's not, for me, it's not going to be, okay, we focus on your mind and then we focus on food or we focus on your mind and then we focus on, you know, physical activity. It is, it's everything again. So it's, let's take a real um, boxed <laughs> uh, <laughs> example. You know, there'll be people who have this mindset, like I just, you know, someone comes to mind, like not fear in the kitchen, but almost paralysis in the kitchen and the cooking and the, and the whatever, right. Because they feel just overwhelmed. And then there's all these different things that they want to do, or maybe they've read that they should do. Right. I hate the word should, but like people, you know, it can be, it can be proven and disproven over and over again. Right. Eat apples. Don't eat apples, eat apples again. No, stop eating apples. Right. It's just all the information that we're fed everywhere. 
but being able to just then take that and know and sense and feel as a coach that that actually the the fear and the overwhelmed with how to maybe shift their eating or like what to do or they've tried this and it didn't work or it's too many ingredients or whatever that's just an effect the cause of that most likely has nothing to do with the kitchen <laughs> the cause of that might be you know some feeling that you've had of inadequacy in your household because of whatever relationship things are going on with your husband and that might not be the cause the cause of that might also then be you know something that harkens back and resonates in you from childhood from something do you know what i mean so it's it's shifting and opening up and seeing that what can happen in the kitchen if you want to go back there can be very easy and very simple and it doesn't have to be all at once and you can actually vamp in the kitchen knowing how to really read labels. I love like a pantry and fridge session that I do with my clients. Everybody gets one and it's like, you know, you just get to nerd out about like what's actually on the labels, what you want to see on the labels, what you're going to read and put back on the shelf, <laughs> you know, and then finding go-to products that you can always get that you know are clean, like a nut butter that has one ingredient, like almonds instead of almonds and all the crap, right? And, but then also knowing that you can be in the kitchen, you can look in your fridge, it's stocked with things that you love because you've come to a point of figuring out what you like and what you can eat and what does serve your body well, right? And being able to vamp. So like mindset in the kitchen shift would be there. Like, yes, I can make gorgeous meals from recipes that I love to feed my family. My family enjoys eating and I feel good because they're also clean. Um, and also I can vamp on lunch quickly for myself and not just grab a bar or not, not eat or not grab crap. Right. But then going further and saying, okay, so I don't suck in the kitchen and this overwhelm is something else, you know, and going back and this is a big answer to a, a monstrous universal question, but I feel like, does that make sense? What I'm saying? It's not the kitchen, but the kitchen, the effect of the kitchen, it's okay. It's okay. And we can find ways to shift because overwhelm is a habit for all of us, right? It doesn't matter if it's around food. It doesn't matter if it's around, you know, work, parenting, we can shift the overwhelm and have tools to shift out when it comes back in. But then it'll be interesting because three months later, that client will come back and say, for some reason, I'm having panics in the kitchen and I know it's nothing about the kitchen because I'm over that. <laughs> and then we can go and look and see what's like, what's coming up and what is that familiar to and why does it feel like crap, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're starting at one point, let's say the client says, my problem is here. At least you know the problem is most likely not that, but that's the first layer. Then you just peel it like an onion yeah. and you just dig deeper and um 
slowly but surely it becomes very clear and we release things and then you you peel that onion and then you realize there's a whole bag of onions <laughs> and this is more to go and I mean, to- that's the beauty <laughs> for sure <laughs> Yeah. But it is, is for sure a big topic. I mean, it's. Um, I also heard a lot of really interesting things how the mind really is connected to the body and the body is an expression of the mind and vice versa. So I, I really like the way how you said, when I said mindset, you brought in mindfulness right away. Um, because... I mean, mindset can be pretty, like, it can be a tough word, right? We can see that in some sports where they're like, just go with your mindset. You just push through. But stopping and being like, yes, it's mindset, what, what you do, but mindfulness going inside yourself. So is there a certain, like, is there any particular um, practices you do with your clients? Or how do you get them to be like, start with the mindset, maybe breathing? Or what do you do there? Obviously, again, <laughs> I'll say it's individual for each person, right? Because every person yeah. has their, I mean, including me, raising my hand, huge, big time. I know that in this lifetime, my lifetime is to unpack and shed a whole lot of crap that I came in here with that are limiting beliefs or whatever, because ultimately, you know, we read everywhere on those memes, <laughs> you are unlimited, right? And all of the ascended masters, it doesn't matter if it's like, Buddha or Baha'u'llah or Jesus or Muhammad, or it doesn't matter who it is, right? They all say, you are unlimited. <laughs> and, and we walk around with all these limited beliefs thinking, you know, if only. And so how do you approach it is going to be different for every person, but something that's super basic that we can play with is in any situation, any situation that comes up, it can be, you know, overwhelmment in the kitchen or out on a sports field, right? You know, or you think you've reached some plateau with your um, fitness or something. And, you know, sometimes we have to, you go up the mountain, you hit a little plateau, you keep going up the mountain, right? It's just nature shows us that also. But um, one thing that we can do is literally just to stop the spinning, right? The spinning and the swirling in our mind You can just say, oh, look, I'm spinning, (laughs) right? Just bring mindfulness, like all of a sudden, okay, I'm spinning. Okay, it's okay. It's a habit to spin. And then respond to yourself first. That's like very important for everything, I feel like, right? Pause, and this can be a nanosecond. Nobody has to know you're doing it, right? You just say, oh, I'm spinning it. Pause for a second. And just think, okay, what do I need? I might need some water. I might need to eat. Maybe I need to step outside just for a second. Maybe I need to go in the bathroom and cry because I don't know what this is, but something needs to release and you can identify it or not identify it. It doesn't matter. Just go cry and then come back and be like, okay, what, right? But I feel like the first way that, I mean, there's like millions of first ways, right? But one of the million of first ways that we can shift our mindset is coming into literally this moment. Like, okay, okay. Like, what is the purpose of this moment? I am noticing that I'm spinning. It's a habit. Yay me. 
for catching that I'm spinning, right? When high five to myself, I'm spinning. Good. Do I want to spin? No, it feels like crap. Okay. Good. So respond to yourself first, just like you would respond to your best friend or your teammate or your partner or your, you know, wife or your kid, right? Respond to yourself and then respond to the outer world. That makes sense. That is really cool because you just pretty much said that all you have to, that mindfulness, all you have to do is bring awareness to what's happening and then be okay with what's happening. And you could be the doing something really bad in that moment, but awareness is the first step. Obviously, if it's something really bad, it's better to stop, but yeah awareness is the first step there's um you know, saying <laughs> exactly because you have to bring the light first to where you need to 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 change the things if it's in the dark if it's in your subconscious you got no idea so many times you know the the a standard thing is like hey somebody tells you hey you know you're doing this and that and first thing you're like no i'm not doing this right i never do that. pause pause <laughs> thinking hmm, i actually um, maybe I'm doing it. And then a couple th seconds later, you're like, oops, I just did it again. Well, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> There's this, you know, Wayne Dyer, that author, right? He passed away a few years ago, but he wrote thousands of books. He's one of the new agey guru guys. And, and he just said a lot of beautiful things. And he, I think he's very attainable to anybody starting sort of a, a mindful, conscious, aware journey, right? But he was like, there's literally what you were talking about. He's like, there's kind of three stages of, you know, coming to live an intentional life, living on purpose, right? The first stage is retrospective. Like, like you said, somebody shines light on it and you're like, oh, okay, I just did that thing. Crap, right? I did that thing. And then the second stage is catching yourself in the middle of it. Like, oh my God, I'm doing the thing, right? And then pausing and saying it's okay and choosing to shift, right? And then the third stage is like you're in the shower, you're doing something and you're like, I could totally see how I could do that thing. And then choosing not to, choosing to shift, choosing to do what you actually want to do and intend to do, right? So it's, it's um, and anywhere you are, is the right spot and getting mad at yourself or judging yourself or feeling guilty, right? Everybody runs different responses <clears throat> at different times, but just shifting into saying it's okay. It's, it's okay. It's an old habit. It doesn't serve me, right? It's okay. What would I rather do? I'm going to put down the jar of Nutella with the spoon, <laughs> you know, shift. What do I actually need? You know? And also being okay. I mean, changes. Oh my God, they're gonna they're gonna take a while. I my coach said, I don't remember the exact numbers, but he said if you want to teach somebody a new pattern that was related to exercise, but applies to anything, it was like ten repetitions for them to really you know get the movement pattern. Or but then changing was like I think it was in the thousands, like thousand something repetitions to change a habit right because your brain will go back to the old habit over yeah. and over and over well and and there's so many it's so funny because so much comes up when you say that because like yes 
I've heard like, it takes 28 days to make a new habit. It takes 40 days to create a manifestation. It takes, you know, seven times of somebody to see it. Like if we are fed advertisements, it takes seven times for it to soak into our, you know, oh, there's that product, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But like, like you're saying thousands of times because our brain, I know I'm not medical and I don't, you know, know any, of course I studied science all through school, but like, I'm not a scientist. (laughs) But like our brain is malleable, right? So if you go one direction with a pattern or a habit, and that includes limiting beliefs, like I suck in the kitchen, or I'm afraid of the kitchen, or it doesn't matter, right? Or, or an exercise, right? Your body is patterned in a certain way, you go over and over and over in your brain for 25 years, 48 years, or whatever, right? To rewire our brains with the new pattern, we need to go back over in a totally different brain pattern, I believe your teacher, I believe your coach thousands of times because you're literally rewiring yourself, your brains, your muscles, your cells, your all the things. Yep. And I believe that one's called the law of facilitation. It's so much easier to go the old route. That old route is like a highway. It's so wide, so comfortable. You're on cruise. So comfortable. Mm, and it's not mindful. You don't have the awareness there, right? But this little path, it's, it's actually really like roads. It's like this little um, gravel road. You got to really watch because your car, your tires are going to pop, whatever. Yep. Um, and it's uncomfortable. It's maybe even scary. You don't know what's there. Well, and there's the comfort zone, which even yeah. if it's really uncomfortable, like a terrible, like it doesn't feel good. Those old patterns of like, you know, falling off of whatever wagon people think they need to be on, right? The comfort zone can be uncomfortable. And then there's the growth zone, which is scary and more uncomfortable, but actually comfortably uncomfortable because you, it's the growth zone, right? It's the scary part. And that's the teeny that's the where we don't gravitate towards because the change Mm -hmm. it's I mean change is scary I just listened to something today and they said put yourself in a scary situation every day and I was like whoa I wouldn't (laughs) on the top of my head I was like I wouldn't know how to create a scary situation for me now but I mean it doesn't have to be something huge but little things right so little little things you find scary or um, realizing again, realizing I just put this in my mouth and then two seconds later, I'm like either like, Oh, this wasn't great. Or I'm feeling sick or something. And yeah. Bring the awareness back. This so many times. And the scary doesn't have to be, I mean, well, I mean so many times for all of us. Right. But then you learn. And I consider those things like what you're talking about. Like I put something in my mouth and you either feel sick or you're like, why did I do that? But those times also in the middle of it, you can be like, okay, that's a win because A, I know that I'm not going to eat that much anymore. I'm not going to buy it or, I'll, you know, it's okay. Like it's a win. <laughs> I know it sounds backwards, but when, when we do something and we like the effect is I feel sick from eating that thing, that's a win because now I know that I'm not going to eat that thing very often, <laughs> you know, but like yeah. when you're saying like, do something scary every day, first of all, I mean, this is such a now slowly I'm finding more comfort in the like online realm and stuff. Cause I wasn't online until, you know, the mm-hmm. same here, the pandemic and building my health coaching business and everything. Right. And now I'm online. And so 
when you say do something scary every day, I mean, I'm posting everywhere, but that took me a long time. And now it's still scary because I'm still new to posting everywhere. It's only been like two, two and a half years. Right. And that is not new, but it, the posting online still feels new. Right. Even though like I'm expanding and, but doing something new every day, scary every day, it could be like, you know, yeah. Bringing awareness to yourself, bring just like, trying to stay for playing with staying for, you know, one minute, set an alarm on your phone and be present for one whole minute. Like, can you, I don't know. How cool would that be? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then maybe you're not after three seconds and the next time you're four or five seconds and just exactly. go with it. I mean, exactly. these things need a lot of practice. Yeah. And I believe that's what makes them so scary because you're seeing people. Um, it was actually really cute. Somebody, they were like, oh, you're a 500-hour 500 500-hour 500 yoga teacher. So how does it feel to be a master? And I was like, whoa. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. Yes. Looking yeah. back, 500 hours is a lot. Some people will be like, I'll never be there. And But I'm, see, I'm looking at the 20 years or yeah. more, their whole life people. And I'm like, whoa. And But seeing that this hurdle doesn't have to stop you from starting because it's it's okay you you know you'll have only in quotes 500 hours somebody looks at you and says you're a master right well i mean mastery it's not in my mind or in my opinion it's not that much about it it's more about the way how to get there how i learn every time but the second you do something somebody you can still inspire somebody else or actually you can already inspire somebody else and that's so cool there's two, there's two things that come in, right? So like, there's just some meme somebody put up on Instagram and I absolutely loved it. It was a long time ago, but there were two ladders. One had like rungs super, super close together, right? And then there was one that had the rungs like really spread out apart far up the ladder. And the person on the little steps, right? Because to get to 500 hours, you have to start with one hour and then you have to start with two. Well, actually you have to start with one minute and then 30 minutes and then one hour, you know what I mean? To get to 500 hours. And, and it's not the hours, it's what you learned, what you then share and bring, you know, the transformation, you have the transformation, you help other people get right. And to do that, you, you know, you saw in that meme, that guy on the little rungs was like, you know, moderately far up the ladder and the guy at the bottom was still trying to reach that first rung you know saying like oh my god you're 500 hours how does that feel that's like trying to reach that first rung you know instead of the other ones yeah go with little steps go with the the 200 hours first (laughs) yeah yeah do your first yoga class yeah and one more masters right that i can't i think it's tiknat han that the tibetan monk but he's like you know before enlightenment or maybe it was the buddha and he just quoted him but like before enlightenment chop wood carry water after enlightenment chop wood carry water oh my god sorry (laughs) ryan is gonna love this This is literally what he says all the time (laughs) perfect then he and i are on the exact same wavelength (laughs) oh yes yes nobody will see the difference they're like yeah the same the same quotes megan and ryan are both telling us that's to awesome. carry the water <laughs> it is yeah because i mean even you're a master but you still do the same things you have to brush your teeth you practice your yoga you learn more every day it's the same it's the same thing you just happen to be 500 hours in exactly 
And then the, the cool thing is, I mean, ideally, but from you, I'm definitely getting the vibe. We're doing this all for ourselves because we know we, the more we grow, everybody grows and then we grow and we get to share this. So honestly, let's keep with this example. I was 500 hours done and then the real growing started. I got to share it and I learned so much from teaching having people respond, seeing, well, what do they know? Because then you take it from this more mind concept, right? From this like into practice. And then when you practice it, it's so much more. So a couple other coaches were like, if you say something, you remember 30% or you practice at 30%, you write it down, it's 50%. And then you teach it 80%. So you from teaching, you learn so much. And I, I find it true so much. Yep. It's, it's super true. And then you start seeing, then you, the more, you know, I mean, I feel this for me, the more I know, the less I know. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Because you start working and you start teaching and then you start seeing the little nuances. I, I mean, I've, done yoga I need to do more yoga I have a favorite yoga teacher I haven't I mean I'm not um certified or anything but like there are certain things that you teach and there are ways to teach it but then you start seeing how this person embodies it and how this person embodies it and like what could be holding this person up maybe their hamstrings what do the hamstrings hold emotions and you know I mean that's very basic but like you know it's then the nuances of how to bring this pose to that person. So it benefits their body and it opens them up into different, like, it's just, there's never ending. Like, I really feel like the more I know, the less I know. Oh, I feel you. It's, it's, I think it's because you know more, you get access to more information. Like the, the body is telling you more. So said coach Paul check, he says people are walking to him. And he, I mean, he double checks, obviously, but with them walking, he knows so much on them already, all the gait and how their posture is. And, and it, it sounds weird, right? Cause it's like judgment. It's a lot of judgment, but it's in like this good way. You do need to judge somebody and see where, where they're at and listen to what the body tells you. Well, and then of course, right. He has so many informations. He gets overwhelmed. He's like, oh man, now I know so much more. Now I have to treat so much more. Right. So, yeah. Well, and where do I start? And then, and then again with that, yeah, it sounds like judgment, but a lot of that is knowledge so that you're able to thin slice. There's a book, there's a guy named Maxwell, Maxim Gladwell, Maxwell Glad something, <laughs> but his book is called Blank. And it's about thin slicing and it's more energetic than that. Right. So your, your coach can do that by a gate and do that by things. Right. And then my shaman and I'm getting there. Right. Well, I can also, but you can read people then that way also energetically and feel and feel there's so much just more than that. And you can get it from not only what they say, but also you know, the energy behind what they say or just how they feel or what you look and what you see on people in their aura. And, and it's, um, yeah, then you get overwhelmed and you're like, okay, where do we begin? <laughs> you know, so where you begin is what they bring in. Yeah. So what they bring in is where you start, you know, it's interesting. 
So they might tell you a pressing problem or they might tell you something right away and you know, well, this is not at all the root of all these things, but with helping them with what they feel is the problem, at least you have this entrance, right? Because not everybody believes in energy reading. I mean, nope. I happen to, but yeah. if you're like, hey, your aura is telling me this, oh, some no, people no. will already <laughs> say bye. <laughs> that's gonna, well, and that's going to like, yeah, that's going to uh, marginalize all of it. So no, it's really, I mean, whether you, whether you believe in the unseen or don't believe in the unseen, I mean, yoga people, energy worker people, chiropractors, some, you know, Western medical doctors can just look at you and say, like physically look at you and say, wow, I, I get a whole more, another level physically of what's going on with you. Right. And then if you even are open to, or believe in the unseen, I mean, similar and equal depending on you know where you work or what your training is or what you look at right it's yeah and the entry point is the entry point (laughs) well it's also it benefits i mean you don't even have to necessarily tell where you got the information from um so i think the more the more open-minded somebody is the more they can benefit from all this i mean i'm getting exposed to so many different um things and i Obviously, if I thought it was not legit at all, it wouldn't be on the podcast, for example. So there is a little bit of, you know, sh- right. like not bias, but sorting out. Yeah. But I might not pursue all of these things, right? I might be thinking, oh, this is interesting, but we can't possibly try out everything. And I was really stuck on that. I just wanted to try everything that was out there. Because yeah. it's it's fun, right? Learning and growing and trying, and um, it's not helping though. And you can take this example for everything in life. Because same thing happens to me with food. Have a buffet, yeah. want to try everything. Yeah. Have courses, want to try everything. Yeah, same I thing. The same way. And I, I mean, I have one client comes to mind in specific, but she's just like wants to just devour it all. And I have also been there. I've way beyond been there. And, and even like, you know, this is ridiculous, but sitting yesterday in the dentist chair, just having my normal checkup, like what they learn and what they see and how certain dentists can also then be one of the first entry points in detecting cancer in people. So, you know what I mean? It's just, it's fascinating. And I by no means want to be a dentist, but it would be so cool to learn all that. You know what I mean? Like there's no, right. And that's like way off of anything I'm actually really legitimately interested in. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's good to be fascinated, but like, yeah, there's, there's a point where you can, can say, okay, like I can appreciate all of this. There's something that was coming up and I lost it, but there's something like it, it, you can appreciate all of it and you can learn. What did you say last? Because I want it to come back again. It was a fascinating thing that came to my mind. Now I'm blanking too, because I think what you're just saying is we just got to share the knowledge. I mean, since we're all one, it's part of you anyways, that dentist is part part of of you. You're just not expressing it right now. Well, and, and we are here too. I mean, support each other yeah yeah support each other and flow in our own flow right and what what comes in so you want to have all of the the um knowledge you want to have including food because i love food too and you want to learn even more about the body right so there's so many different things that you could do you know with yoga or then reiki or then sound healing or like all the things that can go along with it right but then there are times where i think it's really important and this is something that's just come into me probably just the 
past couple of years, but like, there's so much we want to learn and that's legit. Hold that wanting, right? And there's so many things that we can play with, whether it's like guided meditation or chanting or just journaling or walking mindfully or whatever you want to do to bring you inside. But sometimes it's really important to just be with what we've consumed knowledge wise. Right. And then maybe if you write in the morning, just kind of stream of consciousness writing or morning pages like that. can't remember her name, but she wrote the artist's way, which is basically stream of consciousness writing or, or not, and just be and, and pause. You don't have to stop learning or stop consuming, but just be for a moment and see what comes in because you might, like you said, we're just here to, you know, remember and support each other and, and everything, right? So there might be things that come in, whether you're remembering it from this lifetime that you saw eight years ago and you're like, huh, you know, everything I've learned for four years circles back to that guy when he said this, or it could be, you know, if you believe in it, remembering, you know, your consciousness from different times or remembering something from your highest self. But it, sometimes it's important for us to stop learning for a minute, pause, just like, you know, pausing and checking with yourself, stop the spinning, right? Stop the excessive, all the things and just kind of be and see what comes in. Because then again, a very famous quote, I think too, you have all everything already inside of you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and we're always just looking for it on the outside and um, but it's, it's all in there. It's all so in there. Um, it, it's really beautiful. Wow, I'm I'm sure everybody can feel this this energy. I just I just love it. it. Makes makes me smile so much. I wish this was like a video podcast so people could just be like us smiling both here, like yeah. just as a gesticulating. Yeah, gesticulating uh, gest exactly. Wow, that's a big word. That's awesome. <laughs> I know, right? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, it I would be fun to have fun. this video, and and I feel like we could talk for like the whole day. <laughs> I know, I know. That's why I'm. I was like, okay, well, for for everybody's sake, let's keep this not too long, so that people get to actually listen to this, and yeah. then there can always be another part. Or I don't know, maybe you're making your podcast too at some point. Maybe, maybe we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll just check in uh, soon again. But yeah, Megan, that that was fantastic, and um, I I just love hearing somebody else's insight on all these things and get to share the personality. I mean, of course, in the show notes, I'll share um, all your uh, social media handles and uh, how people can reach you. If You know, guys, if you feel the sparkle hearing Megan talk, that's a good indicator. I always think if you feel the magic to something, that's where you're pulled. So, or, you know, like sometimes goosebumps or something. So that's why, of course, we're sharing in there, but just for the sake of talking yeah. and no, exchanging. It's amazing. If you amazing. guys hear me on Lotta's um, podcast, D, like message me in on Instagram, message me on Facebook, email me, just say, hey, I heard you. And that was fun. And it doesn't, you know, just say hi. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so awesome to connect to people. And then we're slowly just building a tribe of people that all just want to grow pause still right and then grow again and just connect yeah no I love awesome. it. this is fun I, I love 
this. I love your format. I love how it flows. You're awesome. Thank you so much. Well, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing with us. So yeah, thank you so much for that. And uh, any last words? Like, is there anything you'd love for everybody to hear? Any words of wisdom, anything? No, I just feel like we can. I really, really, really believe that we can every moment of every day live more on purpose. I know it sounds kind of cliche, but we really can. And the whole reason you're here, I'm here. Everybody listening to this, the whole reason we're here is to actually be in this second and then in the next second and then in the next second. So the more you can find whatever way works for you or find methods or teachers or coaches that help you come into the moment, whether it's with yoga or fitness or eating or all, do it because you're here now listening to this podcast in divine timing for a reason. And so the more you can live, Every moment on purpose is why you're here. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited to share this for everybody to listen. And yeah, just thank you so much. Thank you. It was so fun. Thanks. And to everybody, have a great day and uh, be more mindful. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for being here. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a review on your favorite listening platform. There's more to us than the podcast. Your community awaits you in our free Facebook group. Click the link in the description to join the conversation now. You can also follow and connect to us on social media. Thank you again so, so much for listening. We really appreciate your time and support. With love, Lada and Ryan. <laughs>